everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Pioneer Perspective. As always, my name is Brad, and I am by myself today doing a quick little update. Uh, we couldn't do an episode this week because Alex has some things going on with school, but we did get Morrow's little cool teaser thing he always does before every single set. So we're going to go over that really quick and just give our takes. I do have Alex's written ideas of what he thinks these spoilers can be and the teasers can end up being, and I'll provide some of mine as well. This is going to be really quick. Just want to say before we start, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being, uh, you know, keeping up with our schedules and our, uh, unfortunately, mistimed ways of recording. So without further ado, here is the actual teasers. So the first thing is the following counter types, Bloodline, Croak, Invitation, Judgment, Omen, Slime, and Suspect. There's really not much to speculate on this one because they're just a bunch of cool counters. Uh, but Alex says he's hyped for Croak counters. Maybe the Frog Choir from Paul McCartney's We All Stand Together performance at the wedding. So we definitely would love to see that. Um, I'm actually interested in the Bloodline uh, counters, though. But maybe that's because, you know, vampire set, Bloodline. Seems fucking cool. Uh, a new mechanic that removes something never removed before. Uh, Alex says if it's an extra turn spell, it's already probably removing the standard format from Arena. So making a dumb joke. But he says on a serious note, not sure what it would remove. Maybe the name of a card. And I was saying, I think it's going to be Emblem. Uh, emblems are one of those things that have never had a way of removing them because they technically, according to the game state, exist in the command zone. If I remember correctly, emblems are weird. Um, but maybe removing emblems would be something that's kind of cool. It does feel bad uh, when you uh, lose because of like a Chandra emblem from the uh, big Chandra or something. But I'm not sure on that one. By the way, you know... Our ads on Twitter are Bradsfer and Disciple Bullis, and we're on the Discord server as well. So please, for any of your speculations, which spoilers do start tomorrow, I will be putting this out immediately after recording. Uh, today is Wednesday, October 27th, about 12 minutes till midnight, so we'll immediately get it going. But yeah, we'll have this out. So send us whatever you think are the uh, your ideas for the teasers and things like that. Next thing is a popular and powerful creature card from an Innistrad set gets reprinted. So the one thing we have to remember is like we we obviously had this happen the first time, which ended up being Delver Secrets with Midnight Hunt. And we want it. Maybe we don't want it, but we all speculated like, what if it's Snapcaster Mage? It's probably not going to be Snapcaster Mage. Especially because the wording on this one says a popular and powerful creature card from an Innistrad set. So that could be Eldritch Moon or Shadows of Innistrad, that block. So we don't know. But Alex thinks, in order of likeliness, he says, Resto is a Restoration Angel, Tyler's Tracker, uh, OG Thalia, and Micaeus. Um, I can see any of those. Uh, technically, Crater Hoof, I believe, is an option, but that would be fucking wild to see in Standard. Uh, but I'm all for it. Also, Crater Hoof and Pioneer would be pretty sweet. But I think OG Thalia would be awesome. I don't know the likelihood of that. It seems kind of weird, um, especially with a... They did the thing with, um, what's it called? Champion of the Parish, making it Champion of the Perished. So if they're having this thing take place afterwards, I would think we'd get a new Thalia as opposed to a reprinted Thalia, but could be wrong. I think Restoration Angel makes the most sense, and Tower Striker would be pretty cool, though I would throw in Spell Queller as an option as well. Uh, that one I don't want to see because it doesn't anything new for Pioneer. Same with the Tower Striker. But um, 
yeah, I would I would love to see uh, Snapcaster just to see how it would work. But I see people's you know hesitations with that. Next up is a new artifact token along the lines of Clue, Food and Treasure. And Alex says invitations. Interesting. Um, yeah, I again this is one this is a hard one to speculate because it's a brand new artifact token. Um, can't really do much with this one, but I love what they've been doing with the most recent things. Uh, clues are always awesome. Foods are really cool, and the fact that they've been bringing back treasures and making them more consistent and a, a mainstay in the uh, in all their sets, I think is pretty sweet. So I am gonna hundred percent welcome a new artifact token. I love it when they do this shit. A card that makes red dragon illusion creature tokens with flying in haste. Alex says, there are plenty of dragons on Innistrad, so no idea who or what would make this. Given its illusions, I could see it being a human, actually, though my money would be on a vampire. I'm inclined to believe that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's probably going to be... I don't know, maybe it might be powerful. I, I immediately think of, like, red dragons, so I imagine it being one of those things that, like, it's an illusion. So when it attacks it makes them like a 4-4 red dragon illusion creature tapped and attacking and then exile at the end of the end step or something or end of combat. That's immediately what I think of, um, but, you know. A mechanic that first appeared as a faction mechanic returns. Alex thinks it is extort. Now, when it comes to uh, different mechanics which I'm going to have to edit this part out because I did not have this fucking prepared because I am amazing at my job. Wonderful. So extort means whenever you cast a spell, you may pay uh, white and a black. If you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life until this way. Um, which would be fucking... So yeah, white or black for spells that do a thing. Which actually seems pretty flavorful for the set. So honestly, I'm kind of on board with extort. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that. This seems flavorful. This seems pretty on on theme for Innistrad. Alright. Next thing is a new legendary creature card that combines two characters that previously each had their own legendary creature card. And Alex thinks Thalia and Geist of St. Traft. Oh, that'd be fucking wild. Actually, going back to the reprint thing, what if it is Geist? Oh, spirit players would love that. If Geist is the reprint. Holy shit, that'd be pretty wild. Those of you who don't know, Geist is a three mana one and then Azorius colors for a two two hexproof spirit that whenever it attacks, you put a four four angel tapped in attacking. I think you exile the angel at the end of the end step. Or it goes away, pretty sure. Um, but that's pretty fucking cool. Huh, a new legendary creature card that combines two characters previously each had their own legendary creature card. I mean, Thalia seems like a safe bet. But what if it's like... What if it's like some... There's there's a thing with Crimson Vow with like vampire weddings. So what if it's like this ritualistic thing where it combines vampires? Like what if Soren and Edgar get combined? Like what if Soren lost his spark? Huh. Anyway, the next one is a new card that lets you cast certain cards off the top of your library. Alex says, please let it be instant sorceries. Of course, he wants that. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, it's probably just going to be another, you know, 
what's the red one from Ravnica? The um, Experimental Frenzy, stuff like that. So we've had a few of these. I'm sure it's going to be something along those lines. A new mechanic, which is a mirror of an already existing mechanic. Alex says, this is way too vague. I could think of a hundred things. A mirror of an already existing mechanic. What about a mirror of menace? Where instead of instead of being unable to be blocked by, you know, it has to be able to block at least two. What if it just has to be blocked in general? Like just forced to be blocked by one. Like always has to have a blocker, an eligible blocker. Or last strike would be fucking sad. I don't even know how that would work instead of first strike. I have no idea. But yeah, there there's a lot of things it could be. A legendary creature returns, but now as a vampire. Ooh, now this one is really cool. Alex says, I have no idea. People said the fact that this is character and not creature. Sounds like it could be a planeswalker, but he says he doubts that. Thalia looks like an obvious answer, but maybe it's Odric. Vampire Avacyn 2.0 would be rad. I'm going to disagree with Alex and think that it is going to be a planeswalker or like an actual character that doesn't have a card. Um, so what could... Ooh, so we did have that card on Midnight Hunt that kind of showcased that we would have Chandra in uh, in Estrad, probably as a Planeswalker uh, card. But what if, what if Chandra becomes a vampire? That would be so fucking cool. And red vampires are a thing in Innistrad, so I could actually see that. Next, here are some rules text that will be showing up on cards. Choose a number between 0 and 13. Um, Alex says, target opponent draws that many cards, you gain that much life, guess the color. <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> yep, we fucking hate white. With mana value less than or equal to the number of vampires you control. Alex says, I already know this would be a banger. I am agreeing with them. I mean, listen to this again. With mana value less than or equal to the number of vampires you control. This is going to do something really good. This is going to be a bomb to drop in with Soren if it's a creature. Holy fucking shit. Uh, if it's red, you may cast it this turn. Properly tested frenzy, Alex hopes for. Um, I mean, maybe. Zombies you control have flying. This card will have amazing art for sure. I mean, what if it's just like a, a, a one-man enchantment that says zombies you control have flying? Well, yeah, but actually, this is a thing with zombies, though, right? Where... Zombies are hard to work as a tribe because it doesn't have that flexibility like other tribes do. Like, Spirits is great because it has the built-in evasion of flying. So if this is a genuinely good zombie creature, for example, as like a a pseudo-lord that just gives them flying, that would help the tribe a lot and make them more, you know, possible to see play. But if it's like an enchantment or something, I'm not so sure. Um, Because, like, maybe be cool to kind of go into green to go Coco zombies. But then if this is a blue, I feel like this might be like a Demir zombie because it makes me think of the Lord with the Amass stuff in War of the Spark. That was Demir, gives your Amass tokens flying. And I kind of feel like that's what this vibe gives me. And plus you get Demir stuff a lot with zombies in Innistrad already. So Soltai, Coco zombies. I don't know if there's enough there to make it work. Um... And then at that point, you're just better off playing Spirits. So, uh, unfortunate. 
At the beginning of your upkeep, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. Alex says this is going to prevent something from happening, kind of like Troll from Eldraine. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The beginning of your upkeep, an opponent, opponent may sacrifice a creature. Yeah, it's it's you're you're probably gonna get this big fucking thing or this really powerful card that like, if if if, if opponent's creature died this turn, it doesn't do this thing or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Or tap the creature like the troll, like Alex said. And then we have, Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent. Maybe we get a non-commander only AC. That would be pretty sick. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah, something that cares about Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent. Maybe we, what if we get a thing in the ice reprint? That's just a horror, right? On the back? Well, maybe it wouldn't make sense on this one. But yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud now. Twice that many of those tokens are created instead. Alex hopes for a parallel lives reprint. Wording is slightly different, but I would assume something like that. Probably. I mean, having more options of token generation or doubling is probably pretty good and everyone's going to be more than happy to get that especially commander players that play these cards it might not be parallel lives exactly but it's probably something cool whenever a human you control dies alex just says this makes me very happy as he's been playing a lot of humans lately and i i'm inclined to agree i i expect this to be a good card whenever a human you control dies i expect this to be very good like if it's just a creature and a human that says like you draw a card every time a human dies um, or like your opponent gets drained or something like, uh, well, maybe not the drain thing. That's not that great, but I expect this to be a fairly decent card. Equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. I'm looking forward to Epic's essay on why this card is bad or broken. I would have to agree. Spirits or enchantments. We'll see. Then if you control exactly 13 permanents, this looks trivial with treasures, brass bounty, and you are basically there. That's a good point. If this is a win-the-game card, um, this feels like a very easy win-the-game thing. So I, I, I think it's too easy for that. I mean, exactly 13? Hmm. Well, can't you, on the stack, if they're treasures, like Alex is saying, and you need exactly 13, say you make more than that, on the stack of this resolving, like when this trigger goes on the stack, if you control 13 permanents, before it resolves, can't you sack the amount of treasures you need to sack to get back down to exactly 13? Then it checks, and then you win. So the ruling might be wrong there. So someone correct me if I'm wrong. And finally, here are some creature types in the list. Uh, Alex says, through all the creature types, some of these are cool, but type alone never hypes me much. Kraken Horror sounds cool, and Slug Horror could be terrifying. Let me actually pull up um, the actual list of creature types so we go down to the bottom um, and we have uh, da, 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 da. I am having a problem finding it because I should have had this already pulled up here it is so your creatures are first there's a right just plain creature human ranger werewolf cool an angel soldier a zombie scorpion a serpent egg and an eye horror then your legendary creatures are human peasant spirit warlock slug horror kraken horror and a vampire noble two new ones specifically this actually i think we'll get a soren lost his spark vampire noble and edgar 
Oh, but then there's Olivia. Who? Edgar and Olivia makes more sense, but I want to see Soren with his spark and come back to a creature form as his own vampire card. But, I mean, this is basically the whole list. And those are your Morrow spoilers, Morrow teasers or whatever. Again, sorry for it being so uh, so short. This is just, a, again, a quick little update. Um, as for our recordings here on out, um, like I said, Alex is back in school full-time. I am also back in school full-time. Uh, I am busy with work and stuff like that. We're still working to make everything work out. We will 100% be able to do spoiler episodes and stuff like that moving forward. And next week, we will be doing our recordings for that because spoilers do start tomorrow. So we will be able to have that episode out for you. We will be back. Um, So we, again, apologize for the little inconsistencies of like how we're releasing our episodes and how frequently we're releasing them. Um, And we hope you can forgive us for that. But I wanted to at least put this out as a quick little like, hey, this is our thoughts on this. Um, Sorry we can't be here, be uh, ready to uh, be together because of scheduling. Also, you have to remember, I do live in Florida. Alex lives in the Netherlands. That is a six-hour time difference. So recording can be wonky, especially if I don't get off of work until 6 p.m., get home at 6.30, get set up, or start recording at 6.45 or 7. That's already nearly 1 a.m. for Alex that can be hard when he has to go to class early in the morning the next day. So just want to give you some transparency. We've talked about it before, of course, but again, we love you guys. You're awesome. We appreciate all your support, whether it's on Reddit, the discord, Twitter, um, stuff like that. And remember reminders out the door. We do have ink gaming merch. If you go to the links in the description, there's one that supports us. There's um, with the actual store of like all the pioneer perspective merch and some playaway stuff. The other link allows you to just get whatever and that helps proceeds go to us and that kind of thing. So thank you for that. Um, we've been, I, I get notifications, people buy stuff. So it's kind of cool when I see people getting our play mats and things like that. So it makes me happy. Alex as well. Um, of course, remember our ads on Twitter, disciple bowls for Alex, Brats for me. Uh, if you want to have your questions featured on the Pioneer Perspective, which actually, before I go, let me check real quick, because I know we did have a couple of uh, new questions. Maybe I can actually answer something real quick. Um, we did have someone talk about the Siege Rhino thing from the last episode. From James CD 2007 do we think Siege Rhino would be better if it was three damage to any target instead of opponent was only two mana and was a 0-0 zero, zero flash creature? wonderful um i mean <laughs> probably uh that would be beautiful um we also have bridger also an elk ask who would win in a fight if all three of the big pio- uh, pioneer podcast crew three pioneer perspective first pioneer decided to duke it out crew three would obviously need to be nerfed for power level reasons ricky would sit this one out no holds barred bare knuckles beat sound style who do you think would be victorious <laughs> Um, I feel like this is a dangerous thing to answer because my own confidence in myself would say Pyro Perspective would Um, because I know I can can hold my own but I don't think we're going to be doing any bare knuckle beatdown style match between the three big podcasts anytime soon Um, and Lemon Lyman replied to that saying never underestimate text and violence but Pyro Perspective does have literal Florida man so <laughs> I will gladly take that. I will gladly be the Florida man for this. Um, and then we also have an idea from PQ. Uh, here's the idea. You are going to host a Pioneer Gauntlet with the most popular players of the service 
or I think he means server, battling out uh, probably Sean, Epic, Juke, Risen, J1, Immortals on uh, they become, oh, and become his gods, Scratch or something. And the idea is that they have to bring three decks, and when they play against each other, they ban one, and then they choose from the others, and that shows the comp viable deck diversity. So bring okay, so you have a bunch of people bring a tournament. They have three decks, and it's kind of like you what you see with like Rainbow Six Siege, competitive play, League, Smite, um, where you have map bans, character bans, things like that. So you bring three decks, and your opponent can ban one of the decks prior to you playing against them. And then they choose one of the other two decks to play against you. That would actually be super interesting. I would love to do that. Okay, yeah. So any listeners that are listening right now and you have the ability to... We'll try to see if we can organize this. Let me know on Twitter or on the Discord server if you would prefer it to be on MTGO or like paper webcam. Whatever you have available. And if you want to volunteer to help do this, I would love to organize this. Alex and I can cast. Maybe we can get some help from the Crew 3 guys to cast a little bit too or have like that you know sideline reporter type of thing but yeah that would be awesome i would love to commentate on this kind of thing yeah let's make it happen let's 100 make this happen and uh i think that's literally oh uh ace avocado says if if what if i could talk if wizards of the coast decides to print a new set of pioneer challenger decks what current decks do you think will make the cut well they want them to be cheaper is a thing to make them accessible um, and, you know, justify printing and not just nuke the price of them. But a lot of the prices in the decks are going to be in the mana base. So we did see Spirits. Um, I think Phoenix would make sense as one. I mean, Arclight Phoenix alone for those is $41. That's like your deck right there. Thing in the Ice is $20. That's 60 bucks right there. Expressive Iteration is 21 bucks a piece. So, like, the deck is listed at 306 online. So, if you cut the Steam Vents, Spire Buff Canals, the Pathways, and the Fable Passage, and the Sulfur Falls, and you just go with, like, the Painlands and stuff. Oh, my God. The mana base would be so bad. Maybe not Phoenix. It it's feels pretty bad. Um, they, We already got regular Mono Red, so we wanted to burn. Rakdos Pyromancer is an interesting one. But again, you have four Croxa, which is creeping on a hundred bucks for a playset. Um, you have four Thoughtsies, uh, some K commands in there. There's an Urborg and yeah, not see these are decks I want to see work, but they won't because of the price. Now we have seen the Gruel deck pop up a lot more. I think Gruel actually would be a pretty good one. It's a $200 deck right now. If you cut the mana base, $40 Somming Veil, um, which is actually playing the new rock, Rockfall Veil, which I think makes sense. I feel like you need to. Where of the Hydra, the Pathways. Um, I mean, Embercleave is 30 bucks for a playset. Shattercall Smashing is 35 bucks for a playset. But the Creatures, Glorybringer, Questing Beast, Love Strike Beast, Gruel Spellbreaker, all these, these are pretty easy to like, and just your Elves and things. Bonecrusher Giant, Scavenging Ooze. You could literally come out with this deck, cut a couple Upper Cleave, cut a couple Shatter, Shatter Skull Smashings, and then you could 100% make this work. And then just trim the mana base. So I think Gruul would definitely be one. Um, maybe Vampires. 
mono black vampires or just mono black aggro in general. Um, but again, Mutavault's a really big card in those two decks. Um, Kalidus is $60 for a playset. Um, Soren is $116 for a playset right now. Um, which, by the way, like I've been saying for a very long time, my friends, should have bought your playset back when they were 10 apiece. He's chilling at a whopping 30 bucks a piece right now. So that's only going to go up. Only going to go up. But yeah, I, I think it's really tough because all the other decks are really expensive um, and hard to make work. They picked the three best decks to literally, you know, allow for um, the budget-friendly option. Uh, maybe maybe a, a white weenies if that ever comes to fruition. Um, a monogreen stompy maybe. But yeah, I, I don't mean to be rambling too much on this question. Um, but yeah, I think those would definitely be some options. But I would like to see them just say fuck it. And then if there's more expensive cards in it, then maybe, you know, you can say this is a premier product or premium product of Pioneer. So it's a little bit more than the 40 bucks or 35 bucks that we're seeing online for the current ones. And they're like 60 or 70 because you're bringing down a $120 deck to that amount. So uh, maybe. But those are all the questions. And again, if you want to be featured for the actual question things like that and probably on the next cast i'll quickly ask for alex's opinions on these couple questions as well and um otherwise again we love you guys you're great we appreciate you and we hope to uh have you join us for next week's episode of our spoilers we're very excited and i'm super hyped for this set tell us what you guys are excited for what you guys expect expect to see what you guys are you know thinking is going to happen from these morrow spoilers you know dm us on twitter add us on twitter uh, you know, hit us up on the server, Reddit, whatever. Again, Disciple Bolas, Bratsburg. You guys are great. We love you. 